Christ is risen. Amen. Thank you all for being here and, and those online watching us this morning. Um, sorry, I won't forget. Happy Mother's Day to you all. That includes the dads too, because they have to be mothers sometime too, right? So, but truly, happy Mother's Day to all of you, who moms and those that want to be moms and grandmoms and, and dot 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 dot, right? And uh, you've blessed so many people, even those who are not your children are blessed by so many moms out there. So thank you for all that you all do. So today is the fourth Sunday of Easter, and our sermon text and the theme of our our service this morning is going to be our gospel lesson from the 10th chapter of John. uh, Jesus is called our shepherd, but we're going to focus on what does it mean to be a sheep? Wow, that got silent. Did I scare you with that one? Maybe it should scare you, because I'll throw some things out to us, and, and one of we'll probably in unison can say, I don't do that. But the good news is we have a God who forgives us so incredibly through the, the, the life, the death, the blood of Jesus, and his, his resurrection, which is why we can say Christ is risen. Is risen Let's sing our opening song, Our God Saves.
Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. For the lamb in the midst of the throne And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Lord, our God, we confess. Fellow sheep within Christ's fold. Our Lord Jesus was God's sacrifice, his sacrificial lamb, and has gone through death, paying for the sins of all people. And he now reigns in eternity. Therefore, in his stead and by his command, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We sing, I am Jesus' little lamb.
Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, merciful Father, since you have wakened from death the shepherd of your sheep, through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. Our first reading comes from Acts chapter 20, verses 17 through 35. Now now from Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, 
You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance towards God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions, afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all of you, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wills will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is the word of the Lord. Christ is risen from the dead. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. Our epistle reading comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 9 through 17. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne. And before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they they are before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. 
and he will guide them to the springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. Alleluia. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. At that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus is walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not part of my flock. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Do you have any children that would like to come up for the children's message? The boys have returned. They outnumber the girls. Oh, here comes the girls. (laughs) And boys. I think I'll sit down too. Or kneel down. You can all help me up when I get done. Hi. All those smiles. So today's Mother's Day, isn't it? All right? Did y'all give mom a big hug already? Well, on Friday, I gave her my mom Well, that is awesome. Yeah. Just make sure you give her. <laughs> so, Joseph, make sure you give her a hug today, too, though, okay? So, do you guys know what a guarantee is? So, a guarantee is something like so, here's a credit. And you guys have cell phones? TVs in your house, right? You've got cell phone, TVs in your house, washing machines, refrigerators, cars, right? Well, most of those things, usually when you buy them, they come with a guarantee. And the guarantee might say something like this. For the first year, if it breaks, we will fix it, right? 
And so when, if it breaks, you call the company and they'll tell you, well, did you keep, do everything right? And usually, well, I didn't do that. Was I supposed to? I said, sorry, your guarantee is no longer a guarantee. They're no longer going to fix it. But I have some good news. We, ha- we have a guarantee that is never going to go away. And we need that. Let me, let, me, let me read this to you. So this, if you were listening to the gospel reading, you would have heard this. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never die. Do you guys know who said that? You want to take a guess? Jesus said it. Very good. Right? That is awesome. He said it. And when Jesus says something, it's a guarantee, and he never breaks it. So I'm going to read it again, because then you guys got to tell me what this means. Okay? So listen carefully. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. So who are the sheep? The ones that go, bah? Us. Very good. All right? Then he says, I know them, and they follow me. What do you think it means to follow Jesus? Follow his rules, okay. So what else? Anything else? Okay, so you guys going over to the Kids Connect a little bit later? You probably will find out. If you stay in here, you'll find out too. Because I'll have to ask them the same questions, right? Uh, let's see. Then he says, I give them eternal life. What does eternal life mean? Not yours? Okay. You get to live with him for a day? Forever. You guys are awesome. This is wonderful. I should have you guys preach my sermon today. And I can sit down and listen. Um, then he says that they, they being the sheep, will never die. What does that mean? You will never die up in heaven. Wow, that is perfect. He doesn't promise that we won't die down here on earth. What could? Okay. We'll deal with that one later. Not today. Later here. So, yeah, absolutely. So, we might die here. And if we believe in Jesus, we got to go where? Heaven, right. And in heaven, we will never die. We will live forever with Jesus and with all the angels and with everybody we've ever known who believe in Jesus, and it's going to be a big party. Isn't that wonderful? All fun. No more tears. No more guarantees that get broken here on earth because we have the biggest guarantee, and that's why it's okay for us to be sheep, to follow Jesus. Okay? Got a question? Okay, you can ask me later. Let's pray, okay? The congregation will pray with us. Dear Father, we thank you for your guarantee of everlasting life through Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Let's sing our hymn of the day. Thanks, guys.
Christ is risen. So today our, our, our sermon text um, is on the Gospel of John that we read earlier on from chapter 10, verses 22 to 30. And, uh, and through it, it will sh- what John does in this, this, these verses, he shows us the signs of, of the sheep, who we are. We are all sheep. And, and what does that really mean? And, and some of the things will be ouches for us. Because when we look in that mirror and we see ourselves, we realize, oops, that's not what I do. And other things will be incredible blessings as we realize that even with the oops, Jesus already took care of that because he did them for us, knowing, knowing that we not, might not be able to do it. So grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I think one of the hardest things to, to believe is that you are indeed a believer. Especially when we look at what God expects of believers. Paul helps us understand what God expects. He writes in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he writes these words. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Those are the signs of love that believers do. Well, I think if we look at ourselves We'd have to ask these questions. Are we always trusting? Are we always hoping? Are we always persevering? And here's one of those moments we look in the mirror and we say, God, forgive me. In today's gospel, John focuses on Jesus as our shepherd. And that we, you and I, are his sheep. But how do we know then if we really are his sheep? When I look at myself, I don't eat grass. Well, unless Jane serves it to me. (laughs) Salad, right? Grass, right? Um, I don't have white furry hair. Well, at least it's not furry. Um, I don't lay down in pastures green. I don't have four legs, and I don't go, bah. I know some of you think I do during the sermon. So how do I know then that I really am one of Jesus' sheep? Yeah, we'll get that right too. Um, In today's text, the, the Jews wanted to know who Christ was. Was he really the shepherd? And instead of answering that question, who he was, immediately, Jesus answered the question by asking them, Who are you? Were they sheep seeking the shepherd? Did they really want to know who Jesus was? Or were they just imposters? And as you come here this morning, Jesus poses the very same question to each and every one of you and me. He says, why are you here? 
Or why are you watching if you're watching us online this morning? And he asks all of us, who are you? Are you the sheep that you claim to be? Are you a sheep of the shepherd? And instead of pointing out how much hair I have, or you have, or how many feet we have, Jesus points to other characteristics of what he considers his sheep. So the first sign of the sheep, John tells us by quoting what Jesus says. Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. Listening. And if if you've read the Old Testament or the New Testament, you realize that God talks an awful lot about listening. You all remember Moses? Remember when Moses got attracted to that burning bush? It meant nothing until God spoke to, to Moses through the burning bush. How about Isaiah? Isaiah, a big figure in the Old Testament. When Isaiah was called by God to be a prophet for Israel, he saw an awesome vision of angels flying and and covering their faces before the throne of God. But the climax of the vision came at the speaking of the Lord. It was the decisive call for Isaiah. God simply says, Hear, O heavens, listen, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. God's word says that faith comes from hearing the message. Faith is being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we don't see. Hebrews tells us that in Hebrews 11. And throughout the Old Testament and throughout the New Testament, history shows that the rabbis reading out loud the holy books Throughout the book of Revelation, Jesus continued to say, He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says. And so the first key sign as to whether or not you are a sheep is whether you are willing to listen to the word of the Lord or not. The problem with the Jews who came to Jesus is that they didn't really come to listen to him. To listen to his voice. It says that they were in suspense, not to find the truth, but to stone him to death. They didn't come to listen, but to find something to convict Jesus of. You see, it's not enough just to come to Christ and to demand him to tell you what you want to know. You need to be willing to listen to what He has to say to you. More often than not, I think we don't approach our Lord in that manner. The the reality is that I have learned me to tune God out because I don't want to hear him sometimes. So even when I do hear him, I don't always listen. That's how we all too often approach God's word. We'll listen when it's convenient. We'll listen when he or we have the energy. We'll listen when we want to. But when God's words tells us something that we don't want to hear, 
that's, that we don't want to, 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 to believe, then somehow we train ourselves to simply sleepwalk through it all as if God never, ever said it. Or as if he really wasn't talking to me. He's probably talking to you, but not me. But in reality, the problem is that we don't like to hear God talk about that little three-letter word, four-letter words, because I'm putting an S on it, sins. So many people just don't listen to it. They go to places that talk about how special they are and how important they are. They gloss over the Bible parts that talk about sin and punishment and perfection and hell. It's no different than the Jews who approach Jesus with their own agenda. It doesn't work that way. If you're really a sheep, you need to be willing to really listen to what Jesus has to say about himself and about you and about me, no matter what it is. I know that's tough. Throughout the scriptures, there are examples of some people who truly did come to listen to what Jesus had to say. Maybe you remember the rich young ruler who had some background in the word of God and he felt like he was on the right path. In his mind, he had been that obedient son. He had never committed adultery. Um, He never murdered anyone. He never stole property. Yet he still wasn't quite sure um, if, if he really was on the right path. And so in Luke chapter 18, he, he came to Jesus and said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You see, he really wanted to know. He came to listen. And then he heard what Jesus had to say. It was loud and it was clear. This is what Jesus said to him. He said, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. That's Luke 18, verse 22. The rich young ruler heard. He heard what Jesus had to say, but it was too difficult for him to follow. So what did he do? Text says he went away sad. The young man was willing to listen, but not to follow. And this is the second sign of the true sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Psalm 23, most of us know it. And we heard it it today in a little bit different way. But it shows us a picture of the good shepherd leading the sheep into green pastures and running water. It is such an incredible, tranquil scene. But following the shepherd isn't always such an easy assignment. One man said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. This is Jesus' reply to that. This is in Matthew chapter 8. He says, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And what Jesus was saying to the man, are you sure you really want to follow me? This is not going to be easy. It is a difficult, in fact, a very difficult path. It's a narrow path. It's an uphill path. 
And if we just look at the, the Bible history, there's a, so many examples of that. God led the Israelites to the desert for how many years? 40 years. He led Paul on three missionary journeys where he was shipwrecked, stoned, beaten, and imprisoned. Psalm 23 has the good shepherd leading his sheep through the valley of the shadow of death. This is not a good place for sheep to be traveling. And then there's this one. Jesus says, go, make disciples. And we reply, who, me, Lord? I don't think so. But the true sign of the sheep is one who is willing to follow, even through the valley of the shadow of death. Sheep, if you've ever known them, they are so trusting, and they don't really think about where they are going. They are so enamored with their shepherd's voice that they're willing to follow him anywhere. Are you a sheep? Are you willing to follow? At this point, you might be thinking to yourself, man, I thought pastor was going to preach about Mother's Day. And, you know, maybe it's easier if Jesus had just required some wool and four legs. We don't have the ears, nor do we have the legs of the sheep. We don't listen to the shepherd's voice like we could. And we don't follow like we should either. Instead of looking like cute, fuzzy sheep, we tend to look more like ostriches. Scared, gangly, ugly animals who run away and stick their heads in the sand. And whenever we look at ourselves, notice the we, that includes me, Whenever we look at ourselves to determine if we're really sheep, the reflection always seems to be incomplete and rippled. Our ears ears always seem to have wax in them, and our legs always seem to be tired. We seem to be so weak. But throughout these words, Jesus points us to a greater confidence as to whether we are sheep or not. Listen. Hear. Hear. What Jesus says. He said in our text today, My Father, God the Father, has given them, them, the sheep, to me. Being part of Jesus' flock isn't dependent on what you or I do. It's dependent upon what the Father does. The sheep don't find the shepherd, but rather they are given to Jesus by the Father. And then Jesus points us to himself, the shepherd. The true strength of sheep is not found in the ears. It's not found in the legs of the sheep, but in the one who tends the sheep and breeds the sheep. If the shepherd is not willing to risk his life for the sheep, guard the sheep, lead the sheep, The sheep will die no matter where they go. He needs to know how to feed them, how to protect them, how to breed them. And that's what Jesus does. 
our good shepherd. And he does that for us. The good shepherd had to not only risk his life, but he had to give his life for us. The great message of salvation is that the good shepherd rescues you and me. Not with a great display of power, but by coming weak and a lowly sheep. Listen to what Isaiah says in chapter 53. He says, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. When you and I look to the shepherd becoming a sheep, it's there that we find our salvation. In Christ, we see a sheep do what it is supposed to do. When the spirit said, go into the desert and be tempted by the devil, the sheep went. When the father said, go unto the cross, into the valley of the shadow of death, the sheep said, your will be done. Jesus then says to you and me, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Today, he says, I know you, you're weak. I know you're afraid to walk through the valley. I know it's scary. But he says, I want you to know something. I am your shepherd. I have died for you. But now I am alive. Christ has risen. And that means he's risen from the dead. And he will give you all eternal life. And you, as one of our child said, will give you life. There's no death in heaven. No one can snatch you out of his hand. No doubt you and I are weak. No doubt we don't follow as well as we should. Yet Jesus says to you and me, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'll lead you beside springs of living water. And that's where he wants you and me to find our comfort. You, all of you, and all of you who are online, you are his precious little lambs. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us for the times that we don't listen, the times we don't follow our shepherd Jesus. Thank you for giving us him as not only our shepherd, but as the perfect sheep who died for us, who calls us to come to him and to give us rest, and to be precious little lambs. In Jesus' name, amen. We sing, I believe.
Would you please rise? Let us pray. We pray for those who do not listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd, asking the Holy Spirit to give them opportunity to come to faith and join us in saying,
We pray for all who lack the food, clothing, and shelter that they need for a fully human life, asking our Father in heaven to meet their needs using his caring people, including ourselves, for we are confident. We pray for those falsely imprisoned or denied true justice, asking our Lord to free them and open doors of opportunity for them as he so graciously has done for us. We pray for all who are depressed in spirit or unsure of God's will for them, asking the Holy Spirit to lift them up and guide them that with us they may rejoice to say, We pray for those who are facing sudden, sudden crisis or long-term ills and, and all who are grieving the loss of loved ones. And today we lift up Linda, who is in the ICU recovering from surgery, and we ask that God will look down on her to bring her peace and healing. We also lift up Jane, who is at home with shingles, and ask that God would cure her of that and take away the pain. And we, we ask our risen Lord to lift his eyes to all to lift our eyes to his eternal home so that they may each declare we pray for first responders and police at home and for armed forces deployed asking our father in heaven to guide and protect them and for all who grow crops and tens herds, that he would bless them with bountiful harvests so that they may thank him, praying. We pray for all the moms and, and, and those desiring to be moms and for those who step into the role of moms, that, that you would bless and protect them and family. And finally, we pray for ourselves and all who gather around word and sacrament, that the Holy Spirit would keep us firm in the faith so that we may joyfully profess. We sing, have no fear, little flock.
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially, we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and, and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death. And by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with the angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, ever praising you and saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it. In remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
us alive again, makes us alive again.
Would you please rise? Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come and the holy supper of your Son's body and blood. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. He's saying 10,000 reasons. Bless the Lord.
see. Announcements. Anybody have announcements? Doreen? And then Rachel, if you want to come up. Sorry. She's talking to a brand new world. <laughs> People who are online across the world. Okay, so our, our annual rummage sale is in two weeks, May 20th and 21st. And we need lots of help, especially setting up next weekend, May 14th. And there's a sign-up sheet in the Narthex um, with different uh, times and days that we need help. Especially we need help setting up tables uh, and bringing uh, the items over to, to into the gym. Um, also, Laura suggested maybe bring some wheelbarrows to help move things so we're not hand-carrying things. That, that might help. And um, also, if you have trucks, if you have a truck, it would be helpful for you to be there the day of uh, Saturday, the 21st, after the rummage sale to help take whatever is unsold over to the Goodwill and Salvation Army. So May 20th and 21st and the week prior, we need lots of help. There's a sign-up sheet in the narthex. I also just want to mention, I won't, I won't be too long. <laughs> you guys have been so incredible in coming through uh, for our early learning center. We couldn't do it without our congregation. And, um, you know, this is one way that we minister to the, the young families of our community. And all of you are a part of that. And we so much appreciate it. Um, I understand I wasn't here last week, but I understand our Cool April Nights event went over pretty well. We had lots of people participating with kids' events going on out in front. Um, and then also we are growing. Our, we're fixing up and improving <clears throat> our um, cla- upper classrooms over here. And so if you'd like to ever see or have questions, come see me. Um, and thank, just thank you for being a part of all that. We really appreciate it. Okay, you probably know that Vacation Bible School is coming up in June, and we're going to be decorating the church like we have in the past. So um, I'm trying to get some things going here. I'd like to get this all done by the end of May so that when Vacation Bible School comes, we can just put it all together and set it up. So I want you to start thinking about some things. These are the things that... um, I want to just point out right now, I will be giving Jason a list of other kinds of little supplies that we need. 
um, so that he can put it in the, the messenger and you can start bringing them. But if anybody's going to be getting a new dishwasher in the next month, <laughs> I need the box. <laughs> so don't rip it up, you know, bring it to church. Um, I also need paint and uh, preferably not enamel, but more like, you know, a latex. And it can be exterior, interior, it doesn't matter. Browns, oranges and rusty colors, tan, blacks and whites. Because we're making a desert, so we need those desert colors, okay? And paint brushes, too, if you got any. And they don't have to be brand new ones, you know. If you've got one that you feel like you want to throw it away, but it's still usable, you know, those are fine. All shapes, you know, sizes and everything. And also a very large tarp. Um, I'm not sure yet exactly where we're going to be working on this because of the rummage sale being down in the gym, and that's always been our little, you know, construction place. But it's possible that we might be able to use one of the empty classrooms to set things up, and I want to make sure I have a big tarp to, you know, because we will be painting and things like that, and I don't want to ruin the floor or the walls or anything. So keep in mind those things, and like I said, um, I will be giving a, a list, and I'll probably have it ready to announce one of these days, too, of little things that we might need. I do have a crew of people that are willing to help right now. Um, it's going to be like construction stuff, gluing, painting, things like that. Um, and right now, I'm going to get them together to you know, start working on this. We plan on making Monument Valley in our church. So, <laughs> test, test. Don't need it. Uh, Rachel? Yes. Do I need it? Huh? Test. Apparently, I need this one. Yeah. Test. Okay, this works. Um, Rachel, we might be able to use the fellowship hall starting the 23rd. I think there's nothing on the calendar after the 22nd. And if there's no room, there is no room currently downstairs to do what you need to do. So I think, I'll look at the calendar again, but it may be available and we can, because Bible said it can be held in here. So so we'll double check the calendar and and if so, we will mark that out and it will become yours. Got that, Jason? Yeah, he has to check me because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are things scheduled that I don't remember. Um, Other announcements? Hey, I'm sure I had a million and one, but so in a few moments, we have coffee and other things, and uh, I think treats, maybe, Bible study at 1045. Um, we will, uh, Merle and I will give you all, sometime in the next couple of weeks, a recap. We'll probably do it in writing so we don't have to do it, but we'll be able to answer questions. We did, he and I, he was our lay delegate. I was our pastoral delegate at our district convention this past week. And uh, um, so a lot of things happen there, um, mostly really good things happen there. And so we'll talk about that or put together something for you and put it in, the, in their newsletter. So keep an eye out for that. And then you can ask us all the questions in the world that you want to ask about what is going on in our district. And, and remember, we're in a district that covers from Bakersfield to the Oregon border, Nevada, with the exception of Las Vegas. I didn't draw the map. And all of Hawaii. So we're pretty diverse as far as physical um, world. 
Uh, and with that, any questions on anything? You're so quiet now. You are so wonderful. I got to wake you up again, huh? Christ is risen. Yes. Hallelujah. Happy Mom's Day again, again to all, all of you wonderful, wonderful mothers out there. Let's go in peace and serve the Lord.